Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Previous Farm 1336 and says, Am I the a-hole for telling my husband he's being a bad father? I, 30 female, am married to my husband Jack, 37 male, for three years. We have a daughter together, Hannah, three. My stepdaughter, Ashley. His daughter from a previous relationship is 10. Hannah started dance classes this year. This is her first year performing at a recital and we were all very excited. We had tickets for all three shows, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and couldn't wait to watch her perform. Ashley found out earlier this week she'd be performing for her school chorus. The girl who originally was going to do it got sick. Ashley's performance was Sunday at the same time as Hannah's dance recital that night. Ashley told me how it would mean a lot to her if we went. So I worked it out with the dance school that Hannah would go to the recital that night with my parents and Jack and I would go watch Ashley's performance. I would have pulled Hannah from dance but I was afraid she would want to sing during Ashley's performance and Ashley should be able to have her own moment. When I told my husband, he was so upset. He said he wanted to be there for all of Hannah's performances and we shouldn't be pawning her off on my parents. I said my parents were going to the show anyway and her best friend's mum would help her with a costume. I helped her daughter the day prior. He said I was crazy if I thought sending our three-year-old without us was a good idea. She stayed with her grandparents and gone to do things with them before. I told him he was being stupid and that Ashley needed her dad too. He refused to go and went with Hannah and told me to meet him at the dance recital. I went to Ashley's performance instead. While I was there, I was saying hello to Ashley's mother and ended up finding out Jack never answered her about if he could bring her new black shoes. Ashley didn't realize until today, the ones at her mum's house were too small, doesn't wear them often, and I didn't want her to feel different from the other kids. Luckily, I got there early and there's a shoe store down the street, so I went to buy some and told her mum to keep them there, so she has a pair at both houses now. When I went home, my husband and I got into a huge argument. He said I let down Hannah, and she was sad. I told him to keep in mind she's three. She always wants us and then forgets about it in five minutes, when she sees something else she wants. I told him he needs to remember we have another child to also think about, not just Hannah. I told him he was an awful father for not showing up for Ashley and for not even mentioning she needed shoes. Even if he wasn't going, the least he could do was bring her the shoes. Him and I are still arguing and he's sleeping on the couch. He won't even talk to me and honestly, I don't want to talk to him either. I feel like I might have crossed a line calling him a bad father. I was really angry. Am I the arsehole? Edit 1 I just realized I didn't say why the shoes were mentioned. He asked me what that charge was for and when I told him, he was mad I bought the shoes 
for her mother's house. He said he pays enough in child support and buys her things for our house, so it's ridiculous. So, some relevant comments from OP. OP says, he says it's because Hannah is little and doesn't want to miss her first, but I tried to remind him Ashley is still having first too. This was the first time she sang in front of a crowd. Some people ask, does the prioritizing of Hannah over Ashley happen often? OP responds saying, Honestly, the girls have never had conflicting events before, but once in a while they're arguing and Hannah cries to get away and he'll take Hannah's side. If Hannah's being dramatic or tired, I will pull him aside and we'll talk. I don't think Hannah should get her away just because she's the baby. She needs to learn compromise too. It's a valuable skill in life and needs to learn when no just means no. He was an active father before he met me. That's why I was surprised when he started acting this way and about the bio mum's relationship. Her mum and I have become good friends over the years. Her and I went to dinner alone before I met Ashley when she was four and realized we had a lot in common. I always respect her as bio mum and love Ashley the same as my own. Someone says, does your husband not do any co-parenting? Is it all up to you? Opie says, no. Anything to do with actual co-parenting they handle together and I'm there for support or if they want an opinion. I in no way take over the parent role but I do love her as if she were my own. It's a balancing act. Her mum and I do have a great relationship though. And even though I've been in her life for six years, I still ask her mum before answering certain questions or doing certain things out of respect. For example, she asked me about periods one time. So I told Ashley that I love she was comfortable enough to ask me, but I think we should also include her mum into the conversation. And Ashley was happy with that response. Her mum asked if I'd be present for the conversation so that both houses were on the same page, especially with what products she had used. Another example is when I got Hannah's ears pierced, Ashley also wanted hers done. So I called her mum and not just do it, even though my husband said he didn't mind. He's her father, but she's also her mother and should have an equal say. And unless I've read this completely wrong, Opie sounds absolutely amazing in this. Hannah had three recitals, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where you attended the Friday and Saturday, but you weren't going to be able to attend the Sunday because you were going to be attending Ashley's, which makes perfect sense to me. And it's not like you was leaving her alone. You was, your parents were going to go to that Sunday one for Hannah. So, of course, you're not going to be the asshole to me in any way in this post. And I think she's extremely lucky to have you in her life. And you seem really respecting of the relationships around her as well. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping in the update that husband sees the error of his ways in this, please. But OP edits the post and they say, This morning, Jack and I took the girls out for breakfast. During breakfast, Jack was telling Ashley about Hannah's dance recitals. Ashley wasn't able to make the recitals because she had practiced for chorus the other two nights. Ashley asked if that's why he missed her singing and Jack said yes. Ashley said her mum recorded it and maybe we could all watch it together one night so he could see. Jack made a comment about her mother. I didn't hear exactly what he said, but Ashley's reaction in his face, I could tell it wasn't kind. Ashley then went to the bathroom and I told him to cut the comments and that it wasn't necessary. I went to check on Ashley and she was crying. So I texted Jack and told him that I was taking both the girls out for the day until he could figure out an apology to Ashley. I told him the same way he wouldn't want someone talking about him or I to Hannah, he shouldn't be doing that to Ashley's mother. He could either get therapy and apologize to his daughter or I'd be going to my parents when I get home after taking the girls out. 
When I got the girls in my car, I called Ashley's mum and picked her up. The four of us will be at the amusement park today. Jack has been texting me apologizing all morning. I've already told him I'm not the person he needs to apologize to. Opie updates one more time and says Ashley decided she wanted to stay at her mum's house last night, which I totally understood. Her mum also kept Hannah overnight for me so that Jack and I could talk about what happened with Ashley without either of the girls overhearing anything. I showed my husband this post and he cried reading through everyone's responses. He's opened his eyes to seeing that the favoritism is obvious to not only the girls but to everyone else. We talked about therapy and he's agreed to go. We found a place that will actually do a family therapy where Jack, myself and Ashley's mum can have some sessions together. Ashley's mum also thinks it's a great idea and we can have the girls go as well but individually with just them and the therapist to talk. Blended families aren't always easy to navigate and we want both the girls to also receive the benefits of having someone outside the family unit to confide in. This morning, my husband decided he wanted to call Ashley to apologize. I told him it really should be done in person to seem genuine and he should call her first and be prepared if she's not ready to talk to him yet and if she doesn't want to accept his apology at this time. This way, Ashley can decide whether she's ready to speak to someone who's hurt her feelings. Once Ashley is out of school, he will call her and see if she'd like to hear his apology. If she does and accepts his apology, we'll be watching her performance recording. Jack is also going to be apologizing to her mum for the comment that was made. And if she'd like to do more family outings or dinner with us, he thinks it'd be good for Ashley to also see them getting along, which I think is a great idea. I love a great stepmom post. And I can't get over how amazing and, you know, OP is in this particular story. Loving, kind, super considerate of the boundaries and standing up for both of their children when there's this shit going on. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. We've got a bit of a different story from the Amalia Hill subreddit that does come with an update as well. It was posted across two accounts, Remote Narwhal 4814 and Remote Narwhal Revived. And it was titled, Am I the A-hole for asking too many questions during lecture, prompting my professor to berate me? Okay, for context, yes. I'm that one student in class who asks a lot of questions during lecture. I also have a tendency to dominate class discussions when the professor gives us a problem to solve. I'm a pre-med student and getting into medical school is the one goal I am determined to achieve as a result of that motivation. I approach every course with enthusiasm. Most professors like it when I engage, but I know it can get annoying when I do it too much and the professors have always let me know when I'm overdoing it, which I am grateful for. That being said, in my molecular biology class, I bring with me the same enthusiasm I have in my other classes. I also ask a lot of questions in this class and one day I raised my hand to ask a question regarding the lecture material. A molecular biology professor called on me and I asked a question which prompted him to berate me in front of the whole class. Basically, he said, I can't have you interrupting me every five minutes for a lecture. I only have 15 minutes to give. At the end of the class, I overheard a few students in my class thanking him for berating me after I asked a question. On the one hand, I understand why he was mad. But on the other hand, if he didn't want me to interrupt him during lecture, why would he call on me to ask a question when my hand was raised? Like seriously, if he wanted no interruptions during lecture, why would he call for that interruption by acknowledging my signal, hand raising, and asking me what I had a question about? I felt like he was baiting me 
just so he could have a reason to yell at me in front of the whole class. A class where 40% of the students are on their phones looking at social media. I cried that night and tried to vent my feelings to my own brother. I had no one else to go to. who basically responded by telling me it was my fault. He then told me that no one likes the kid who keeps asking questions in class. After a few days of analyzing the events that took place, I now feel a great deal of anger towards my professor for embarrassing me in front of the whole class. I scheduled office hours with him so that we could go over the material at trouble understanding, and I'm seriously considering demanding an apology from him. I would understand his reaction if I was simply shouting my questions out while he was lecturing, but I wasn't. I followed social convention. I raised my hand and he called on me, which signaled to me that it was okay for me to ask that question. Am I the a-hole? Should I demand an apology from him? Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Update for additional context regarding my other lectures. Whenever the professor has brought it up to my attention that I'm dominating or asking too many questions, I always try to limit the amount of questions I ask while giving others a chance to engage in that course. And we're going to start in the comments with Madeline Gumbo who says you're the a-hole. If multiple professors, including this one, are letting you know it's too much, you need to learn to set your own limits. Right now, it sounds like you're treating these classes as private tutoring sessions, and that's not fair to a professor who has scheduled out what they need to cover in class and the students who are missing out on the planned content. Talk to your professors to get tips on how to better catch up on the material you're struggling with so you aren't taking up a disproportionate amount of group time. Clark NT says if other students thanked him, it's probably a safe bet you're the a-hole. You spent a good deal of your post explaining that you dominate class but essentially are asking if you were wronged when being confronted on the behavior. If you're focused on what he did wrong, then you're probably not considering ways this can be avoided. I am sympathetic, I suffer the same issues, and I've struggled not to make every class about me, me, me. I've learned that many of the questions that come up for me can be answered by Google after class. ETA, that is also what office hours are for. It's not a manual says you're the a-hole. There are differences between the questions which help the flow of the lecture and ones which are completely peripheral and disrupt the information flow. Based on your professor's reactions, yours was the latter. 
If you do not understand the difference, you do not know the material. Given that it's not the first time professors tell you that you are being annoying, you keep doing it in many classes. It is you who owes the apology to the class. Crescent says everyone sucks here and I was that student. I'm forever grateful to the professor who took me aside and went, write down your questions as you have them and come to office hours. I basically got a free bonus lecture as I was the only one who would go there with all my questions. I would not demand an apology, but I would explain how I thought asking questions was part of the process. Let's have one more comment from Echo who says, Soft, you're the a-hole. It's great you're an enthusiastic learner, but your professor is absolutely right. I'm not saying yelling at you in front of the class was a cute look for the professor, but they do only have so much time to give. And by causing frequent delays, you put the class at a disadvantage. Since you're aware of this trait, I'd start writing down your questions and either approach your professor after class or get familiar with their office hour schedule. OP also added an update too after the comments on that post, which says, okay, I get that I'm an asshole for asking too many questions, but can someone explain this to me? If a professor doesn't want me to ask any more questions, why would they call on me when I have my hand raised? That's the part that confuses me the most. Info update three, forgot to include this context. I wasn't asking seven to eight questions in one lecture, but more like two to three every other lecture. The berating started on the second question of that lecture. OP then adds a main update and says, unfortunately, this post can't be placed on the original subreddit, but I think it's important anyway. At the time, I was so embarrassed and mad over the situation that I deleted my account out of frustration. But to be clear, your advice has not fallen on deaf ears. I finally accepted my judgment and immediately apologized to my professor. I told him I was seeking out professional help to try and solve this problem. He apologized for reacting the way he did and hugged me before we went over some of the concept I asked about in class. As for me, I sought out professional help from a therapist. I told him my background, which I believe led to my behavior in college. Basically, when I was in high school, I had the opposite problem described in the post above. Teachers always criticized me for being lazy and turning my work in late. On my final day of high school, my science teacher told me to give up on med school. He told me that with my current attitude, I would never succeed in an environment where dozens of other more talented pre-meds would compete to get into medical school. His words really stuck with me and I got very anxious because of it. Before I started, I promised myself that I would be more engaging and ask more questions in lecture to show the professors that I really cared. While this approach raised my GPA in college, it alienated my classmates. My mind was racing every lecture and I felt compelled to ask a question, literally any question, or feel like a failure. After hearing about this, my therapist suggested I see a psychiatrist who put me on SSRIs. Ever since taking these meds, the impulse to shoot my hand up and ask a question has become more controllable. Furthermore, my anxiety is under control and I feel more hopeful about the future. I told my molecular biology professor about my situation and he told me that instead of looking at my fellow classmates as competitors, I have to elbow out the way to succeed, I should consider them as teammates to help lift up. So I did just that. I agreed to join him in office hours where he and I would help other pre-meds in his class and other classes. He also teaches biochemistry, prepare for their final exams. I ended up finishing his class with an A and if that wasn't the cherry on top, I found out he also played Warzone. We exchanged gamer tags and we've been playing a lot of DMZ online as teammates. Occasionally, he gets frustrated with me because I keep dying a lot in game, but we still get along. I'll be applying to medical school this year and he has offered me an opportunity to do research with him over the summer to help boost my application. 
I'm very thankful to him for this opportunity and to all of you for helping me snap out of my arrogance. Someone commented to OP, they said good for you and congrats. I'm very pleasantly surprised that Reddit, am I the a-hole, has actually done some good. OP responds saying, thank you so much for your help. I can't believe I let this problem run for over two years, but I guess it's better late than never to fix it. Another commenter says, wonderful update. I'm so pleased about how everything turned out. OP says, thanks. Unfortunately, the damage I've done to my relationship with my classmates can't be undone but I can only strive to become more self-aware and consider it in the future. A little tough, constructive criticism really goes a long way. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know too much about this situation. I've never been to a lecture before, never been that high up in education, but reading people's comments and giving me insights and, you know, sort of the, the etiquette of what happens when, when the lecture's going on, it was certainly giving me bad vibes when we got to that sort of update too. And he was saying, you know, I'm going to demand an apology from my professor and all this kind of thing. It was has me, oh no, this isn't going to end well. This update is going to be awful afterwards. But I'm so glad to see it in the end that OP took this time to reflect and and seek out that help from a therapist, which they went and done. I think you should be incredibly proud of yourself for doing something like that and you know the way that they talked to the professor as well and had this conversation to get on the same page i thought it was fantastic but what do you guys make of this situation what are your thoughts down in the comments below have you ever been in a similar situation before let me know and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today getting involved in the stories as always your love your support your time not just towards me but towards one another as well is absolutely fantastic and don't forget at the very end of the video there'll be a couple of playlists there that you can click on they will automatically scroll through all the videos for you last couple of days i've been absolutely bombarded with your crochet projects and i think it's fantastic fantastic i love seeing it so much so please keep that coming as well you can go to our subreddit mark narrations or you can go on twitter and share it there at mark narrations as well and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today and hopefully i'll see you in the next one take care and much love Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.